You're listening to the Catholic Psyche Podcast. The Catholic Psyche Podcast is intended for educational purposes only and is not intended to take the place of medical or mental health treatment, therapy, or diagnosis. You should always consult a trained mental health or medical professional for such treatment. Hi, you're listening to the Catholic Psyche Podcast. This is Deacon Basil, and uh, it's Monday, and on Mondays, we respond back to questions which are sent to us via our website, www.catholicpsyche.com. If you look under the Contact Us page, you'll find a... Uh, you'll find a contact us form where you can send all of your questions. We try and get back to the questions as quickly as we can. It sometimes takes us a few weeks or even months, but we try and get them out as quickly as we possibly can. This question comes to us from someone who I, I think I'll leave the name off, um, and there's specific reasons for that, but I think you'll get it. Um, so, hi, can you guys speak about the Catholic perspective on healing codependency and people-pleasing? What do you guys think about these issues? How much sacrifice is too much for others? I struggle with major codependency that involve all of my relationships. I've also been struggling with finding my identity outside of just being kind, being a kind and forgiving person. Thanks for your help. I love the podcast. Great. Well, thank you so much for this person's uh, question. I think when we talk about this, this concept of codependency, I, I want to just define some of our terms here. Very often, psychology, for whatever reason, in, in the psychological world, we use a lot of terms in the popular culture that may or may not be exactly the same when it comes from a clinical perspective. You know, just use the example of depression. Um, sometimes when I hear about depression out in the world, it has almost nothing to do with the actual way in which um, depression manifests itself within the clinical setting. So, what is codependency? Well, codependency is, for one person's psychological reasons, what the, there's a lot of reasons why they might have psychological reasons and do this, but what happens is that they enable the, what we might say, the bad behavior of somebody else. So, for example, one might be when, when you are uh, making excuses for your spouse's bad behavior. Um, the classic example in some of the, you know, another example might be the classic one in the psychology textbooks is the person who buys, um, you know, buys, uh, I don't know, drugs for your partner. Um, and in the state of Colorado, it might be someone who struggles with cannabis addiction. Yes, that's a diagnosable disorder in the DSM. Someone might struggle with cannabis addiction and the person is going to the, the wife or the husband is going to the dispensary to buy the uh, cannabis for the other person. Um, that might be an example of a codependency. Now, it sounds like what's going on um, for you, and again, this is not a substitute for uh, psychotherapy, but what it sounds like you're, you're struggling with is this kind of globalized struggle with finding your own identity. And where that kind of manifests itself is in the way in which you 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 people please and help other people to, uh, to you, you basically are helping other people um, and being this forgiving person without really an identity unto yourself. I think this is a really easy thing for us as Catholics to do because we read in the Gospels, we read this idea that, that Christ is really calling us to be a good person. And I think Christ in the Gospels is certainly calling us to be a good person. The church calls us to be virtuous and to be, you know, to have that level of, of true, deep, everlasting happiness. And I think that's, you know, meaning, meaning good, deep, deep relationships with other people. But I think sometimes that can be twisted into enabling the struggles and enabling the the um, the bad psychological issues of other people. This happens within the church, within the typical pew, all the time. It happens amongst the clergy. It happens all the time. So how do we kind of understand this? Well, I think first and foremost, love 
is not doing what the other person wants just because they want it, right? Love is not just simply enabling the other person. Love is to will the good of the other person. And sometimes with my daughter, you know, sometimes I think she thinks I'm being very unloving when I'm telling her to go clean her room. I'm sure she thinks I'm a very unloving person when I'm telling her to go and uh, and go to time out for a period of time. But I'm doing that because I actually love her. And the irony of this is not lost on me. I sometimes have to do things that she doesn't like, that she doesn't appreciate, so that she can be a better person overall. I think it's the same thing with our relationships with adults. Sometimes you have to be the bigger person. You have to parent the adults around you in some ways, in small ways, um, and appropriate ways. But sometimes you have to do that in order to find the right, the right um, relationship with other people. It's not loving to go and buy someone marijuana who's struggling with an addiction to marijuana. That's not loving. In fact, that's the exact opposite. And I think this is really important. Just because they don't like you doesn't mean you're doing the wrong thing. But I wonder, and I'd be curious for your own reflection here, how does this manifest yourself in, in yourself as is it, that you're, is, it, is it that you're codependent or is it that you're people-pleasing first? Do you want other people to like you, in other words, over what's best for them? And I can speak that this is, you know, a typical struggle for all of us. I think this isn't specifically a unique thing to you, but I think this is an important place to, to ask. Okay, how does that then relate back to an identity? If we have our own personal identities, then, um, then we, can, we can find that and use that as a buffer against the, the sort of struggles and emotional uh, baggage that other people might bring into our lives. If I have a really strong identity in my own life, if I have a really strong identity as a child of God, if I have a really strong identity as, um, you know, whatever it might be, as a, as a daughter, as a, a son, as a husband, as a wife, if I have a really strong identity that is not just simply about making the other person happy, but it's also about making the other person holy, then, then I can stand in that place that's appropriate. So typically what would happen when someone comes in the door and talks about, um, talks about having a codependent personality. What we're going to be looking for in a clinical setting is we're going to be looking for insight-based therapy. Typically, insight-based therapy can either be cognitive behavioral therapy with a focus in on past experiences, or it can be in relation to um, sort of a psychodynamic form of therapy or even an existential form of therapy. These are going to be going back into your past and asking questions of where did this codependent relation, this codependent um, understanding, this codependent mindset come from first? From a CBT perspective, a way might of asking that might be, where did these beliefs, the beliefs about myself first come about that led me to have these codependent relationships with people? Where did it come from? And then I think the process of having spiritual healing is to say, I remember that time when I was getting yelled at by my, by my mother and I realized I wanted to just please her completely for the rest of my life. And that was the thing that kind of started it or that was one of the things that started it. Then pray, pray through that, uh, that area. Pray through it and you know, ask the Lord to bless you and to go back into it in the mindset of God in the mindset of how that might manifest. So I think it sounds like the, the, the big question then is, is when does it become appropriate for therapy? Well, I think if there's any major aspects of this that, that relate back to, to your personal struggles um, with codependency, it might be a good thing to, to seek therapy, at least for a period of time. You know, the irony about codependency is that it can actually hurt other people, not just you. 
And the example that we've used earlier, if you're going and buying cannabis for someone who's addicted, you're actually hurting them as well. And so it can be a really important thing to go and seek therapy for. And then the next question, of course, is, is how do you find your own identity? And again, this is something that can be found in therapy very effectively. Um, not that the therapist is forcing an identity upon you, but I think questions about like, okay, what is the thing that gives you life the most? And check that with someone else. You know, is it is it really reasonable that your entire life can be sort of existential meaning can be given around, I don't know, sewing? Maybe it can be. Maybe it won't. Maybe your entire existential identity can be in relation to the church, you know, or maybe your entire existential identity can be in relation to a really fulfilling career, or really fulfilling relationships. These kind of things can be worked out in a therapeutic environment very, very, very effectively. And I think it can be Basically, what I'm, what I'm trying to say here is, is that if you're really struggling in this area, I would recommend going and finding a therapist for, um, you know, perhaps even just a short period of time. Therapy doesn't always have to be for months and months and months. It can be for a few weeks. Um, and I think that can be really important. So I would really recommend if, if this is a major issue, as you kind of described in the uh, email, then I would really say go seek therapy uh, from a qualified, competent um, therapist, uh, perhaps even a Catholic therapist. So, yeah, I hope that helps. Um, if you have any additional questions that might come up for any of the listeners, please feel free to write to us at www.catholicpsyche.com. And then if you look under the Contact Us page, there will be a form there to, uh, to fill out to answer your questions. I will see you next time on the Catholic Psyche Podcast. God bless.